Las Manana, Pepe. Good morning, Tonto. How are we doing this morning? 7.08 a.m. on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Coming to you from the border, literally the border of Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia. Tennessee, Virginia, or is it Tennessee? Or Virginia C. Virginia C. Thanks to Geico for that wonderful commercial putting Bristol on the map. If we won't, if we weren't on the map already with the the Bristol Motor Speedway here, arguably the the most well known short track in the world. Yeah. Geico's not a sponsor of today's show. No, but we just threw their name out thanks to Tennis, Tennessee, and Virginia C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, Ty. Uh, it's been a few days. Haven't been on since came on Friday, right? Yes, it's been a couple days since Friday. I have I've battled the the stomach bug and yeah, there was, yeah. There was anything, nothing I could have done besides uh, hug the the porcelain porcelain goddess and and uh, sit on it so there were two things i was doing well this this weekend the old stomach bug huh it was rough it was a rough weekend but but i made it through and i'm here on a wednesday morning so we Man. can jump right into it i gotta hate that for you i gotta hate it was, that for you. it was bad i hit it so we apologize to our listeners for not putting out an app uh, yesterday tuesday as as usually promised um, but you heard it here first, folks. Old Pepe on the other side there uh, couldn't get off the throne. So um, I could have lied and say I was one of the central many Central Americans that were trying to cross the border, but I was really sick, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Kanye West and Donald Trump, for that plug. <laughs> Is that funny? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, starting the NHL tonight, Ty. Um it's a good place to start. I mean, I'll start with the team that I'm most surprised about, and everybody could take it as they wish. Uh, the Capitals, they're up 2-1. to one. Yeah. They won another game last night, 4-3. to three. The yeah. team is playing well. I know we had Adam and Blaine on last week, and Adam thought that the Penguins were just going to run away with this one simply because of the, the coaching. But, I mean, yeah, there was a little mess up with the, the refs, and everybody thinks it was a goal in game two. Could have put the Penguins up. Uh, two two zero. But then again, even if they do score that goal and they count that goal, they still don't win that game. Yeah, they came back from a three zero deficit in game game one. That goal would have put them within a goal in game two, and maybe they come back and win the Penguins. This is, but I don't think yeah. you count that. Even if they do score, you're not going to just say all oh, the Penguins win the game. Right. No. So it was obviously they won. They didn't win last night. They were down last night and they didn't win. So. Yeah, You can't just say they're going to win a game because the goal should have counted. And that's why I hate all these talking heads all over the sports world. Oh, the Penguins would have won the game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. And if a pig had wings, it would fly. So, Well, um, yeah, I mean, Penguins do have wings, um, but, but I don't believe Penguins fly. So, just to... They don't. So there you go. Exactly. There's a perfect thing. No, it's been it was, it's been an exciting series, and you know even like Blaine and um, Blaine and Adam said last week, they both had Pittsburgh, and I and I still think Pittsburgh will come out of the series. Um, but it's just been interesting to see. You know, I thought Ovechkin played really well last night. I thought he put the team on his back and kind of willed them to victory. Obviously, scoring the late goal there to, to um, put them up two one in the series with a four three victory um, in last night's game over Pittsburgh. 
um, it was a chippy game. Like it was a chippy game all night long, and um, in the end, I think Washington, uh, Washington just did a good job toward the end of the game, um, and obviously Ovechkin uh, had that had that last goal to put him up four three. So, um, yeah, really good series there. Um, like we said, uh, right now Caps are Caps are up two one. And um, I think it's the first time that the Penguins have – or it's only the fourth time that the Penguins have lost back-to-back playoff games. Back games. Since 2016, um, you know, since mm-hmm. they started their back-to-back championship runs. So, And I think there's a really good chance they'll lose another one tomorrow night. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, obviously with the way the, uh, the Cavs have been playing, it's, it's um, you know – I feel like they're playing – the best hockey uh, right behind, obvious, the, the one team that is standing out to me right now, all, all, uh, my word, I don't even know what I'm saying. The one team that is standing out over all others is the, no, the Winnipeg Jets. I can see that one, yeah. yeah they won 7-4 it's, last night after trailing 3-0 on the first period. 3-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and then, uh, they keep winning. They're beating arguably the best team in the West. Yeah. Um. So... They keep winning. They're the most impressive team right now. And then, yeah, close second, in my opinion, would be the, the Vegas Knights, as you just mentioned. And, I mean, they dropped they dropped game game one, I believe, right? Yeah, they dropped game one to the, the Sharks, came back and won a game in, in overtime, who everybody thought they were going to lose again yeah. going into the third period. It was not looking good. Came back, scored a goal, scored a goal in second OT to, to get the win. And, and they come back tonight now. Um, they're, they're up 2-1, so – they could, they could pretty much close out the series here tonight, which uh, probably will happen. But yeah. I, I just think the Winnipeg Jets going up two to one early on the uh, the Predators is, makes them the most impressive team in the playoffs so far. Yeah, I mean that's um, you know it's obviously pretty impressive. Last night they go back home, so you know they did kind of uh, they they went into Nashville, a hostile environment, and took a game. Um, I think the Preds will win. They're going to play on. Thursday now, I believe. Yeah, they'll play on Thursday yeah. again in Winnipeg. Um, so I think the Preds will kind of make some adjustments, and and um, you know, the, I think the series will be even up at two. But obviously, um, you know, two really really high scoring offenses like teams like Adam said on on here last week with the first and second most points in the NHL in the regular season. Um, so teams that produce a lot. Um, but I didn't really think the Preds would be outplayed like they have been so far. And even if, even in the Preds' victory, um, you know, the Jets forced them to go into overtime by pulling their goalie there in the last minute in game two. And it was just uh, um, just an extremely exciting game. So I just want to know how many touchdowns we're going to score in the NHL playoffs this year. I yeah. feel like I've seen more seven-goal games than the Cleveland Browns scored actual touchdowns last year. And that's probably true, so. It's um, it's unreal, but I think the playoff, the, the NHL playoffs have been super exciting this year. Everybody thinks, no doubt. yeah, it's going to be the Predators, Penguins, the Knights, and uh, they're all going to be the teams to beat. Well, it looks it looks opposite right now in all three of those matchups. I mean, the, the Knights do look like they're going to come away, but you look at the other ones, Jets could go anyway. Jets, Predators go anyway, and then obviously Capitals and Penguins could go anyway. Capitals go over to Pittsburgh and win a game. Yeah. So, you, you somehow win another one tonight, uh, tomorrow night, and the series is going to be tough to come back from. Yeah. Coming back from three goals in a game is tough to come back from. Coming down from 3-1 in a series is even harder. So, No doubt. Um, but 
as they say. We haven't even mentioned it. Sorry. The Capitals blew a 3-1 lead. Can we already start saying it? No, not yet. Too early. Uh, we we didn't we haven't even mentioned the Brewers and Lightning series tied at one. Um, mm-hmm. They go to Boston. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yes, it, the game tonight is in Boston. In Boston, yeah, on NBC Sports Network. Um, like I said, series tied at one. Um, so that'll be you know a big matchup there. I think the Lightning will come out of that series, but I, obviously um, Boston did the same thing as uh, it's kind of every other um, low seed in the playoff in in this round. Um, going into Tampa Bay and taking um, one of the first two games where that, that home ice advantage doesn't necessarily come to play anymore. That's what we have not – we haven't seen it at all this in this, this second round of the playoffs here. The home home ice has not done a done a big deal. I mean, yeah. people are stealing games left and right. Uh, Pittsburgh stole a game in Washington. Washington steals a game in Pittsburgh. Uh, Winnipeg yeah. goes, steals a game in uh, – Nashville and, and San Jose wins game one in, in Vegas. So it doesn't, it doesn't, honestly, it has not made a difference right now, but I think it'll come to play at the end of the series. Yeah. So. As do I. But As do I. It's, um, it's, been a, it's been a good looking second round so far, and we hope it continues. Yeah. Um, sw- switch things over to, uh, to the NBA. Um, you know, last time before la- or after last show, between last show and, and today, this morning, Ty, um, LeBron James goes, I think, for 45 in game seven. And um, then last night he he didn't really have his best effort, but somehow they pull out a win against Toronto. Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's uh, – there's, you could say whatever you want about Michael Jordan or LeBron James, the NBA today, but – um, what he's what he's been able to do with the team that, to, in my opinion, that a team that doesn't necessarily um, deserve to be in the position they're in right now is is remarkable. I mean, I can't can't say more about it. I mean, the man dropped his twenty first uh, playoff triple double last night. He yeah. only trails uh, Magic Johnson now, who has thirty. There's a chance he could actually get that this year. <laughs> if this game, if this series goes more than more than six games. There's a good chance he has two more in this series because the team he's playing with honestly looks like a bunch of boys among one men. Yeah. Kevin Kevin Love needs to get his the juice back from the Monstars because it looks like he's in Space Jam. Um, he has no idea what he's doing. He, he's clueless, can't hit a shot. Kyle Korver just throws a shot put up every time. Luckily, it goes in because he's a halfway decent shooter. Can't play defense, gets in the way, gets called for a foul, puts his hands up every time like he's not sure what he did. Can't Korver like that, man. But he just puts his hands up, buddy. He, he hustles. He just, get, he, just gets, he just fouls people. He's too slow. He, it's, it, sorry, Kyle. It's just not – your time's over. Um, Here's the thing, though. Like, LeBron has always said – these are the pieces that he needs around him. And, and one of those is Kevin Love, like a stretch four. Um, and then just shooters, like guys who can knock it down. And, like, they have, you know, J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver and, and um, I don't know, George Hill now, who I guess who I guess has done a decent job. But um, yeah, last night – well, first of all, let me say this. The shooters that the Cavs have are, like – like the guys who, when you get into like the late teen rounds in a in a draft on your Xbox, that's who that's who you auto pick for. Like I feel like that's who the the cab shooters are when you're picking in round like seven yeah. through twelve. 
Now, yeah, your last it's your last five picks. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna get all those guys that could shoot threes. Right. That's how I'm gonna win my games. And, and get J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, <laughs> um, oh, what's the uh, the big tall guy's name? Channing Frye. Yeah. You just get those guys because you start looking at their three point rating. You don't care what else they do. Oh, he's got an F on defense, an F on attitude, an F on running, an F on athleticism. Oh, he could shoot an F on injury. Um, we know that much. And it doesn't like it just doesn't make sense. You look at um, last night. I stayed up for a little bit when I could of the uh, the Golden State Warriors game. And, like, Steph Curry comes back, literally first play, comes to the game, he runs a set, uh, comes off a screen, and makes a three like it's a joke. Um, yeah, and like, as soon as he hit that shot, I wanted to just turn the TV off because I honestly thought they were going to win by 45 points. Yeah. No, yeah. But Anthony crowd. Davis battled well last night, so yeah. made it a competitive game. The crowd was electric. I mean, Anthony Davis is the only reason that team's in the playoffs and the only reason they're going to have a shot to hang with uh, Golden State, but – I mean, like, look at the Cavs, who, in my opinion, should still win the East because of everything that's kind of happened in the East versus Golden State, who, to me, is still the favorite, even though, you know, Houston's doing unbelievable things. And, you know, their teams, in theory, should be set up the same way. You know, a couple superstars, and and you surround those guys with some shooters. But, like, outside LeBron James, like you just mentioned, Ty, if Kevin Love's their second best player, then he's really got to step up. And then... Your shooters are Kyle Korver, um, Rodney Hood, who hasn't even been healthy, J.R. Smith. Um, it's just – That's it. It's Jeff crazy Green. to me. I that... love Jeff Green's athleticism, but uh, that's that's kind of where the list ends. And then you look at um, you look at Golden State or, or, geez, even Houston for that matter, either one of those teams, and uh, you, you're going to find – Sharpshooters all up and down the roster. You don't even need sharpshooters. You have other players in general. Yeah. I mean, you look at, okay, let's look at Houston. You have James Harden. Yeah. Arguably the best player in the NBA aside LeBron. Okay. You have him. You have Clint Capella. The way he's playing, he's looking like the best big man in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. You have Chris Paul, one of the best point guards in the NBA. And then your other two starters, whoever they may be on that given day, whether it be Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, yeah, even Sam Decker. All those guys are going to go in and play serious minutes for you and, and, and play. Trevor yeah. Ariza has played on, on championship teams. He's played on playoff teams. Eric yeah. Gordon has played on playoff teams. Ryan Anderson has played on playoff teams. Jeff Green has played on the Orlando Magic. Kyle Korver has played on the Atlanta Hawks. Right. Um, I mean- George Hill has played on the Pacers the, in a suit on the bench. Yeah. Um, he hasn't played much. He's always hurt. The, it's just you look at that team and to see what LeBron is doing, after that Pacers series, they lost the series by 40 points and still won a seven-game series. Yeah. 40 points. That is outrageous. That's unbelievable, man. Just, and they won the series because LeBron James is not a human. He's a, You're right. He's a man among – like you already said, he's a man among boys um, quite literally. In the whole league. And he's a man among little boys on the Cavs. <laughs> it's a big yeah. difference. Like, there's a big difference. 
The uh, the it's, one thing I do fear for for Cleveland in this series is like I, I think they're severely out coached. I think uh, Casey and Toronto has. Um, oh, I don't let don't even get me started. I and I will Tron point Blue. out one thing. Yeah. The end of the game with Tyron Lue. It's a disaster. In overtime. Toronto misses a shot in overtime. Yeah. LeBron gets fouled. They don't call the foul. Tristan Thompson grabs the rebound, and everybody on the team's calling timeout. Yeah. The clock runs out. The refs signal game over. Tyron Lue is yelling at the refs, saying, we call the timeout. Yeah. We call the timeout. Are you dumb? <laughs> you really want that timeout? They just signaled that the game was over. Yeah. Well, I think I think he was worried that the foul that they were potentially calling was going to be on the Cavs somehow. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, he, the man's in a world world of his own. Sometimes I think he was more worried they called the foul and Tristan Thompson was going to have to go to the free throw line. That's fine. Okay. I'll take my chances that if he does miss a free throw and they throw the ball the length of the court because there's point three seconds on the clock and we lose, we deserve to lose because we deserve to lose in the fourth quarter. We deserve, yeah, they deserve to lose all all in the third quarter. quarter. Right. Exactly. So. I'm sorry, but that was the most absurd coaching move I've ever seen. He was actually yelling at the refs saying, we called a timeout. Buddy, you forgot you were winning the game. Yeah. He honestly, I think he forgot that they were winning the game. Well, because we just said but, it, they didn't deserve to win. They didn't deserve to win. That is true. They did not deserve uh, to win. Go out west with last night's games. The score, he didn't know how much time was on the clock, anything. Last night's uh, out west, the Warriors took down the Pelicans, 121-116. Ty, I don't, you could call it what you want. The Warriors won the game for one, uh, one reason and one guy and one one guy only. Steph Curry plays twenty seven minutes, has twenty eight points, and you ready for this? His plus minus is plus twenty six. Wow, that is absurd. And you know we we, we mentioned Anthony Davis already at twenty five. Um, that had to play 43 minutes for those 25 points. He had 15 boards. Um, he's got to play out of his mind for them to have a chance. And, like, Rajon Rondo has 22. Yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday's their other guy, placed 47 minutes and 24 points. Like, they had some balanced scoring. They were kind of in the game. Um, you know, it was competitive. It was a good game, and I think it should be that way this whole series. But, like, the Pelicans don't have enough to stop or – keep up with the Warriors, whichever way you want to skew it. Like, all the Warriors do is run. The Pelicans want to push tempo, but the Warriors get a rebound, make one or two passes, and shoot a three. And yep. um, the, the Pelicans shot a ton of threes last night. Um, they, they shot 37 threes, uh, try, tried to keep pace with the, uh, with the Warriors who shot 40. Um, they did halfway decent too, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can say they did a bad job. Warriors only shot thirty-two percent, so the the Pelicans actually out outshot them from beyond the arc. I don't know. You got wow. you got one of the best players in the world um, playing below the goal, <laughs> playing below the goal right underneath it in the paint, Anthony Davis. And I don't know who the who the Warriors have to stop him. Like Zaza Pachulia um, didn't play last night. I, he. He, in my mind, him and maybe uh, JaVel McGee, who also didn't play, are the only guys who could probably consistently stop um, Anthony Davis or at least give him the best shot to. Who who were their, their big men that did play then last night? If those two guys did not play, who did play? Um, Kevin Durant. Draymond Green. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, interesting. 
that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt the Warriors if you have guys like that that aren't playing, and you go to play the the Houston Rockets and and Clint Capella up front, and I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You're gonna need those guys to play, and I'm not saying. I'm not saying JaVale McGee and, uh, and Zaza Pachulia are the answer to stop Clint Capella and, and their pick-and-roll offense, but I mean, they're, they're bodies, and they're going to they're gonna hit them. And that's think, all you need. I think playing the smaller guys against them will actually work better. Um, David West did have 11 minutes. I don't know. I just, like, I, I feel like Anthony Davis should score almost every possession if they don't have a guy big enough to kind of guard him. Um, Draymond Green's guarding him most of the time. I mean – He's, he's got to be yeah. giving up four inches probably and a wingspan of more than that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But I, I think the only shot the Pelicans have is getting the ball to Anthony Davis. Like, obviously, they're going to have to shoot some threes um, when the defense collapses on them. But, like, there's no way um, that they're going to be able to keep up scoring the basketball, not just shooting a three ball, but scoring the basketball to rate the Warriors, too, if, they don't, hmm. if Anthony Davis doesn't have around 40 points. That Just my opinion. I mean, I, I agree. I think this, uh, the series is going to be a 4-0 sweep, so I don't think we're going to see much of the uh, past four games of this series, and, and the, the, the Warriors are going to have a nice little rest uh, going into play their next round. Um, and, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, teams like to rest. Teams don't. The Warriors probably need the rest. Uh, they've been banged up all year. We've seen uh, Durant sit. We've seen Curry sit for a while. Uh, we've yeah. seen uh, Clay Thompson sit. Uh, Draymond Green sit. Clearly, JaVale McGee and, and Zaza Pachulia are sitting. So they got to get those guys healthy, and they want nothing more than a sweep to get them off their feet. So yeah, going into we'll see uh, how the rest of uh, the season play uh, the the series plays out for for both teams there. Yeah, going into tonight, um, Jazz still in Houston, um, down one zero. Houston looked good. Uh, we'll, that game go, will be live tonight on TNT at 8 p.m. Um, in Houston. And then Thursday, um, Cavs against Raptors again, game two there up in Toronto. Uh, and then uh, 76ers and Celtics, where a injury-ridden Celtics team somehow beat the Sixers in game one and uh, lead that series 1-0. So they'll be back in the game. Behind the big, bad Terry Rozier. Woo! Scary Terry, man. They're talking about it all morning. Scary. Um, scary Terry. He he's good and he could light it up. My man's about to get paid. Just to let you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He will not be on the Celtics. Is Jalen Brown? Have they said anything about Jalen Brown for game two? Because I cannot see how the 76ers have a shot in this series without that guy. You know, unless yeah. Marcus Smart just goes Tasmanian Devil, like he's capable of, like he and, like he does, and he can fight the whole Sixers team probably. Um, and, and quite frankly, like, I don't know if, if the Sixers would win that fight. I think, I think Marcus Smart could take them all down. Um, so I feel like every time I watch the Celtics play, Marcus Smart is looking more and more like an actual ice pick. He is, (laughs) he is getting square and square. He's going to be SpongeBob shaped here in in a couple of years. Yeah. He's built like an actual pit bull. I just really, he is, it's incredible. Oh man, that is a that is one guy and I, I would not want. You mentioned Tasmanian after. Devil. Like I picture that man in like uh, in like uh, what was that game? Uh, you know that one game uh, where the guys like no 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 it was a basketball game and the guys like jump up and they the, the, like fire lights up after them and and they would dunk the ball. NBA Jam or NBA Street? 
NBA, NBA Jam. Yeah, we're going back to Sega Genesis, folks. Sega Genesis days. I actually picture him in, like, NBA Jam, and instead of, like, the guys jumping in fire, I just saw him, like, spinning in, in super speed, like the Tasmanian Devil, as you just mentioned, and yeah. then he would just jump up and dunk. Yeah, he he's is actually a savage. You know, it, yeah, he's a, he is literally a savage man. Um, now, here's some food for thought. I don't know if you read or saw anything about Kendrick Perkins and Drake having some beef after the game up in Toronto. But who are you taking in a one-on-one brawl, Marcus Smart or Kendrick Perkins? Oh, my God. Marcus Smart will eat that man for dinner and then have leftovers for brunch. I don't know, man. Jordan, Marcus Smart, like you just said, is a pit bull. The man is a square. There's nothing that hurts that man. I I think that man could run into brick wall, bounce off, and say, I'll do it again. Well, that's what I was about to say. I think he's he's actually part cinder block, so. I don't think he feels pain. He... They said he almost lost his hand this year, and he wanted to play the next day. The trainers had to, like, hold him out. Like, Marcus, sorry, you don't have a hand. Well, that's all right. I don't need it. I only need one. No, you don't. You play basketball. Sorry. But he's he's no Jason Pierre-Paul. Had to sit out a whole year because he lost a finger. If Marcus Marcus Smart lost a finger, he don't care. He'd probably get better. Yeah, he'd probably get better, exactly. Oh man, that is good. Oh, yep. we'll see. I would take um, I would take Marcus Smart. Uh, there's one guy I would put him up against that is no longer in the NBA, but I would I would question who would win, and it would be Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, I've always said Ben Wallace would be my number one like street fighter in the NBA of all time. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal's up there though. I said I think Kendrick Perkins is. But I think Marcus Smart's probably number one in the NBA. Like I have Martin, one more that Gordon. still plays in the NBA. Udonis Haslam. Uh, Udonis Haslam. Yeah, because yeah. I honestly think that man, um, he could get shot and still keep going. Yeah, man, those guys are those guys are tough, man. They're just monsters, and yeah. I mean, Kevin Garnett's probably um, he, he's definitely well. He's just he's crazy in the head, so that helps a little. If you're a psychopath, you could figure things out. Oh, good stuff there. Um, so, yeah, uh, those games will be on Thursday. Cavs, Raptors, uh, Cavs at Raptors, 6 p.m. on ESPN. And at 8.30 over on TNT, the Sixers in Boston. Uh, let's jump. Can we jump for a couple minutes now and just to the NFL draft and just get your initial thoughts and then obviously. Yeah. We'll just yeah. speak about, like, some of the teams and who you think did – did the, the best in the draft and obviously we could just start it at number one and then four with the Cleveland Browns and, and what they did there uh, people are saying uh they didn't get the they they got the number one in the four, number one and four they drafted the first quarterback off the board and they drafted the first cornerback off the board and everyone's saying they did not get the best at either position do you agree a hundred percent um and and for this reason, I, I, I've said it before on here, I don't think the Browns need a quarterback. Like, I, I shouldn't say it like that. They do need a quarterback. We all know they need a quarterback, but they need other pieces around them. And to me, this was a draft with quarterbacks, none of them who are going to be franchise changer, changers. And I certainly don't think that is um, Baker Mayfield. I think he could cause some stir. I think he could create some flair in Cleveland. I don't think he's going to be the guy to, to uh, make Cleveland good again. I just don't. Um, so, 
We'll see. Um, the only time will tell. I think Vegas set their line at, at uh, five wins already. Um, so, besides that, um, yeah, Denzel. I'm taking the under. Denzel Ward was a, I, I would say, a PR pick. Um, they pick a guy. A big stretch pick there. They pick a guy who's from the Cleveland area, um, played, played his college ball at Ohio State, and now they're going to keep him at home. To be honest, Ty, like after that, I thought they had some really good picks. They picked Nick Chubb at 35th overall, Chad Thomas at 67th overall, Antonio Callaway, wide receiver from Florida. Um, they ended up getting um, – who, who was it real late? Uh, maybe I was thinking of Callaway. Not sure. Uh, was super late. Yeah. Callaway, um, Callaway was the decent pick at the end there. But yeah. then again, he played at Florida who in Florida and, and – more than so, four years, so he. I don't know. I, I actually I like their picks after their top two. Um, I don't. I, I just don't think Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick to me, and I thought their second pick was a, uh, you know, and maybe he'll turn out to be a good quarterback, a cornerback. But I didn't think Denzel Ward was the best available defensive back, and if that's what you needed, um, there were some other guys on the board. So, some other guys that fell to eleven and seventeen in Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James. Yeah. And we'll look at there with the Dolphins picking at 11, Minka Fitzpatrick. I think they got they got an absolute steal. Yeah. The man could play whatever position you want him to play in, in the backfield there, the defensive backfield, as well as returning kicks and punts if you need him to. He could jump right in and be a special teams player if he doesn't fit in on the defense. And he's going to fit on the defense because the Dolphins' defense is miserable. Um, and then Derwin James, I mean, he was a stud at FSU, played – played in big games and I mean a lot of teams passed on him that could have used him and I think he's going to do well and I just when I look at the Cleveland Browns picket four there when you had Chubb on the board and what they could have done they could have even have drafted another quarterback than Josh Rosen and said you know what (laughs) you want him trade him figure it out give us the ninth pick give us the eighth pick give us the seventh pick whoever what, whoever wants Josh Rosen now, you got to give us your pick and some. Yeah. And they could have got more for that fourth pick than they did in a cornerback who will, in my opinion, be out of the league within three years. Well, I mean, we'll see. We wish the kid luck. We're not wishing it well on any, you know, anybody. Seems, no. Seems like a good good kid, well-spoken. Um, um, but I just think it was a, a big mess-up of a pick. Yeah, you mentioned Mika Fitzpatrick, 11th overall. Um, absolute steal. He'll play next to Rashad Jones, and, and that's an unbelievable pick for the Dolphins. I, I'm glad they picked something that they actually needed and not something that their their fan base wanted, like that Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson exactly. pick. Um, the third-round pick, who in Jerome Baker had an unbelievable 2016 season, not as great in 2017 was looked at as a potential first-rounder after 16, but fell because of uh, his 2017 season. Um, so I think that'll be a, end up being a really good pick for him if they get him in the right system with the right coaching. So I hope that they could take care of um, Jerome Baker. And then, and then the big, I think the big pick for the Dolphins uh, was, was Charles Clay. Um, they drafted Clay, when was it? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um not Charles Clay. Charles Clay, I was going to say. I'm pretty sure he's on the, the Bills. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough. It's a good draft pick. 
They drafted tight end Mike Geske from Penn State to replace Charles. Yeah. Uh, not replace, yeah. but they haven't really had a solid tight end since him. Since him, and, exactly. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good help for, for Ryan Tannehill. Um, but like, I, like I've like i said before, Ty, I don't think it matters in the AFC. Like you, you talk about the Jets, you talk about the Bills with Josh Allen. Um, you know, you got one team in that division, and uh, it's, the, it's the New England Patriots. No matter how you yep. want to no slice it, look at it, um, they draft a guard. They get Sonny Michel, who will probably produce. They get a cornerback. Um, who else did they get? I think they draft. They get Braxton, Braxton Barrios. Barrios. From the University Braxton of Miami. Barrios. Come right in play. He'll probably ball up there, and I think that's um, that was probably the – oh, everybody knew there was, they were going to pick him kind of pick. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I don't think there's any question about the AFC East. I think <clears throat> the – you could you could grade the the uh, New England Patriots draft at like a D, and they would still get these guys to it doesn't exactly fall in the NFL. So, and you could grade the Cleveland Browns draft as an A, and these guys are going to act like D's. So it just doesn't when when you're on the Patriots, you figure out how to play like an A. Yeah, it just it's that's the the system, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at Braxton Berrios going there is. How long is Brady going to be there? How long is Belichick going to be there? How long is Kraft going to be there? What happens when those three leave? Is Barrios still going to be there? Is what happens? You don't know. It could be one, one and done. So it's going to be interesting, obviously, with all three of them getting older. Uh, the Belichick rumors have been swirling for a couple of years now. and I mean, you never know what's going to happen up there. So, yeah. <clears throat> the one more pick I do want to stand out there. Uh, number two, the Giants with Saquon Barkley. Um, obviously, they needed a running back. They got a running back. Will he be the rookie of the year? Um, I don't think any running back will be the rookie of the year. Um, I don't think any running back could ever be an MVP. Any the way the NFL is, or a rookie of the year, I think it's it's going to be, you know, a guy who makes an unbelievable impact on on the defensive side of the ball or a wide receiver, or maybe even a quarterback, dare I say, um, as rookie of the year. Uh, okay. So, if you were to like look at that draft the right NFL now. Is played now, Ty. I don't think running backs have the opportunity that they used to. I think Saquon could be an unbelievable player, and the only reason he would be rookie of the year is because he catches balls out of the backfield and or returns punts and kicks for the New York Giants. Not because- so, if you were to look at that, the early draftees right now, and if you were to name a rookie of the year, who would you name? You you can't name a guy like Sam Darnold. He might not even play. You can't name a guy like yeah. uh, Baker Mayfield because who knows? Yeah. Who knows there? I mean, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen. No, no. Um, early, early, early. I, I mean, I said like it could be a guy on the defensive on the defensive side of the ball. Like I think Derwin James and Minka Fitzpatrick were both really good picks. Um, and I think those guys could make a, a serious impact. Um, now, they could also be complete duds. So, so I don't know. I, I think um, Baker Mayfield is going to have opportunity to be the rookie of the year. I just don't think he could do it. I, I really don't. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong for his sake. I hope I'm wrong and for the for the sake of Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns fans. Um, let's see. I yeah. You 
You there? Yeah. Um, like Calvin Ridley will have a chance. I think him playing in Atlanta will give him a good chance to be mm-hmm. rookie of the year. He's an unbelievable route runner, catches almost anything. I know he's a little undersized, but they got Julio Jones and Matt Ryan's going to yep. throw the ball 50 times a game. Um, I, I think that's a, a dark horse pick maybe. Um, and then, you know, Sony Michelle, I know he's playing behind LeGarrette Blunt and probably 30 other running backs in New England, but he's a guy who – could who could be used on in an unbelievable system with Tom Brady, who could put up some stupid numbers. Um, late first round pick for the uh, for the Patriots, but I I would go with looking at looking at all the picks kind of in the first round. I'm gonna say uh, Calvin Ridley. He's gonna be he's gonna have a significant opportunity to catch footballs down there in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. He has Julio Jones and he has an offense that's gonna throw the ball 50 times a game. Um, so I'm gonna say Calvin Ridley. I mean, if I had to pick someone early, I, I've, I've loved Saquon Barkley for the longest time. He's going to touch the ball so much in in, the, in New York there over in the Giants. And I just – I'm not sure why the Cleveland Browns did not take him at one, knowing they needed a running back. Uh, but that's who I'll take early. And then well, because the Browns are notorious making... for making picks that they don't actually need. It's been 10 yeah, years true. since they've picked somebody that they actually have needed. I mean, we get it. You guys need a quarterback, but they need other pieces around them before they ruin a career. They could potential in the. They could have got away without going with a quarterback. I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor, who who won in Buffalo, brought him to the playoffs, got benched, came back, won more games. I mean, I don't want to hear it. Tyrod Taylor could have done the team just fine. In my opinion, he's faster than Baker Mayfield. He's got probably a stronger arm than Baker Mayfield. He's he's won in the NFL already. Um, and he's he's pro- exactly he's proven himself a little bit in the and NFL. He won I'm in not college still. So it's not can't like, do it. I'm not, not saying he can't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But, we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, that's it. That's all we could do is see what happens. But overall, I, I mean, the draft was a uh, it was a pretty interesting draft. Uh, more players fell that that weren't expected to fall like they did and, and more more players were outspoken than uh, a lot of people think that they were going to be. So um, that's all Wednesday morning. Good little show we had for you. Um, that is it. A uh, word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor on the show is Auctions on Wheels, South Florida's only public vehicle auction with the next auction on May 9th. Just around the Hey-oh. corner, we are a week away. Uh, next Wednesday, May 9th, South Florida's only public vehicle auction, Auctions on Wheels. We appreciate Anchor and the podcast format. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, um, if you'd like to be a sponsor on the show, please visit our Facebook page, Two Bros and a Cup of Joe. That's Two Bros and a Cup of Joe on Facebook. Um, appreciate your time. We'll, we'll probably be back on tomorrow morning and get our Thursday morning episode in. Um, where we could go over some of the some of the games and stuff from tonight, um, Wednesday, and uh, yeah, we appreciate the the listenership, if you will. See you later. Have a good day. All right. See ya.